Absolutely not. Just, just like we spoke about water is the source receiver of all information it comes in contact with. So whatever vessel you have it in, it's going to be receiving that information energetically, but also the chemistry water is the strongest solvent there is on the planet, you know, so whatever it's inside of, it's going to be drawing that information, those chemicals, that the substance. So when it gets heated, obviously those chemicals are going to be liberated more into the water. And that is definitely something that we don't want. All right. You guys hear it all the time. The typical, if you like this episode, please rate us, subscribe to us, leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify, wherever. Well, it really does make a difference for this podcast. We're small. We're trying to get bigger. And all of this feeds the algorithm so that iTunes or Spotify or Pandora, wherever you find us at, will rate us higher and higher with the more likes and comments that you guys leave. And always, if you guys find value in these episodes, please leave us a comment on the episode or on the show uh, page. And the best way to help us is to share it off. So again, thank you. And we will talk to you soon. On this episode of After the Battle Campfire, I talk with Tracy Dews. Tracy is the host of the Hydrate Podcast, and she is an expert in hydration. So we talk about some of the myths the military has taught us and the best ways to stay hydrated. All right. So I am here with a fellow podcaster named Tracy Dews. She has a Hydrate Podcast, and it's an amazing podcast that literally talks about water um, and other good and really useful information on wellness. So, um, like I was just telling Tracy, I heard her on the Ben Greenfield podcast and ended up binging probably 20 plus episodes in a row of her podcast. She has great information and I wanted to bring her on here to dispel some myths about water, about some of the stuff that uh, those of us who served were told, um, you know, hydration myths, the like. So Tracy, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored to be on your show today, Tommy. Thank you. So um, let's start with the basics. Where did you get your background at? Um, I re- I've, like I said, I've heard every episode you've done. And I know you started out pretty young in being interested in health. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's in my DNA. I feel like God appointed me to have this desire and hunger to want to learn more about the body and understanding how it works and being able to take that information to help nurture and nourish people and give them hope. Because a lot of people just are feeling hopeless right now and discouraged. And I, I just feel so honored to have the opportunity to really share the message that there is hope out there. And I, I know that feeling, I, I can identify and resonate with that feeling of feeling hopeless or feeling discouraged about your health or your mental health and feeling a prisoner to your body. Um, when I was 15, I started pre-med. My dad was a missionary and I had the opportunity to go to an indigenous village in Guatemala and serve alongside of a surgeon for the summer and just learned so much during that trip. And I've just been obsessed ever since gone down the rabbit hole with learning (laughs) about health and wellness. But like most people that get into health and wellness, we have our own crucible story that gets us really passionate about something. So when I was uh, pregnant for my first daughter, I ended up having a severe mineral imbalance that went undetected. And the symptoms of that, one of the major symptoms made me feel super dehydrated where I could drink as much water as I wanted, a gallon of water a day if I needed to, and that still wouldn't quench my thirst. My eyeballs would be stuck to my eyelids. My tongue was stuck to the roof of my mouth and I'd wake up in the morning and it was, everything was just so dry and it was so uncomfortable and water just wasn't doing the trick. And I went and had every blood test, urine sample, and everything was coming back normal. And it was like, what is going on? But I noticed that the different waters that I drank made a huge impact in how 
hydrated I would feel that day. So I started experimenting with different waters and I noticed that the purified water, the bottled purified water just was not quenching my thirst. Distilled water made me feel more thirsty. We had a reverse osmosis machine at our house and I felt really thirsty with that as well. But when I buy the mountain spring water, certain mountain spring waters made me feel like I was quenched for longer. So that really just opened my eyes up to what's the difference? There really is a difference in water. Water isn't just water. There's, there's so many aspects to water. There's the physical aspect, the chemical aspect, the bioenergetic aspect, the spiritual aspect. There's so many aspects to water that we have to uncover and we get to explore and it gets really exciting. So what took you from medicine to health and wellness? from actually becoming an MD or an ND, which I don't know how many people know what an ND is, a naturopathic doctor, to becoming a um, someone doing what you do now. Yeah, so I'm not an ND, but I went to school to learn bioenergetic medicine. Um, and I started out in the allopathic route going to school to become an MD. That was my path. And through that experience that summer, spending time with this beautiful doctor who donated a year of his time to serve the people in this indigenous village, I realized how much love and devotion he had in the place that, that, that was, it was so important, the work that he was doing, but it didn't resonate with me. I didn't feel complete cut you know the the surgery the vaccinations all of those things I was like I want to help people but that didn't feel like in my soul's path that that was what was right so at 15 and a half it's hard to really know what your soul's path is but I kind of just felt like I don't know if this is right so I did the pre-med for three years and then I did a complete shift and went into business and ran businesses, did venture capital, owned a modeling agency. And then in my early 20s, I had my first daughter. And that's when I had that severe dehydration. And it sent me back on that path of like, I want to know, I needed to find out what was going on. I had to uncover this myself because I wasn't getting help on the allopathic path. I wasn't getting the answers that I needed at that time. So I went back and said, okay, well, let me understand this better. Let me go to school to learn about herbs. I wanted to study herbs because I realized, so I went to this medicine woman near me and she started giving me nettle and horsetail and different nutritive herbs. And she said, drink this tea six times a day. And as I drank it, it was slowly bringing me back to life. And I'm like, what is in this? these herbs that are making me feel better. Even my neurochemistry, I was suffering from really severe postpartum depression. And I really truly believed that it was a chemical imbalance that, that started the root was from the mineral imbalance in my body. That's what I, I feel when I intuit into, when I intuit into it. And I feel like those herbs, they started to nourish my body, bring it back online, bring the cells back, able to communicate again, that cellular charge, everything, the battery in my body was getting charged up again, because the water is a, it's a conduit, right? It's a conduit for the energy in our body. And my body was just so dehydrated that my cells weren't able to communicate. And that affects your brain, your thoughts your emotions, your hormones, everything can throw it off. And it's so basic. And that's why I'm so passionate about talking about it because a lot of times people are dealing with depression or symptoms in their body that they, they just don't know what it is. And sometimes the answer is so simple. Yeah. And I want people to know like, Hey, let's try these foundational, simple things first. And chances are you're going to, you're going to feel better. You're going to start to get better because you can't give your body nutrition and it not respond. 
<laughs> so that's what really got me excited is after, you know, going down this path of allopathic medicine and seeing how it worked, it has its place. It's, it's We need it. And I respect the doctors that do it, but there also is a place of preventative care and really understanding that. And that's what resonated with me. That was like, wow, I love this. It gets me so excited. I just thrive on sharing these foundational tips with people. And once I learned that the body is made up of 98.9% water molecules, everything just like this whole world opened up for me where I realized, oh my gosh, why are we not paying more attention to this? Because it's so basic, yet it's one of the most important important things that we can understand is how to hydrate ourselves, how to have that osmotic balance between our intracellular and extracellular fluid, how to charge ourselves, how to bring ourselves back online, because the cells have an innate intelligence divinely given by our creator, but things get in the way of that, the cells being able to communicate. And, and that can be many things like um, emotional stress, physical toxins, dehydration, all of these things can affect the cells in, in, a, in a big, there is, there's a chronic epidemic of dehydration in our country. So why not do something so simple as try to hydrate and then see what happens? I own a wellness clinic in San Diego. And the first thing when people come in is instead of going to those you know, they'll come in and say, oh, I've got Lyme disease, I have cancer, whatever those names are. I'm like, let's let those things go right now. And let's just focus on, are you pooping? Are you hydrated? Are you getting sunlight? Are you moving? Are you grounding? Are you sleeping? Let's focus on these first, get your body healthy because your cells know what to do to heal you. Let's give them what they need and remove the obstacles for healing and then watch watch yourself come alive again. So I got really interested in water when I, um, like I said before, many years in military medicine, um, and the word hydrate is all over the place. But what really got yeah. me interested in hydrating was about three and a half, four years ago, I started intermittent fasting. And one of the things that people constantly recommended was when you intermittent fast, drink a lot of water, it keeps your hunger sensations down, but also add some salt to your water. Ah. And so ironically, thinking back on it now, when we would do our long hikes in the military, inherently, I would take uh, salt from the chow hall and not necessarily mm. add it to the water. But as I was getting really dehydrated, I would start sucking on the salt packs and yeah. realizing now looking back that, wow, those two things really matter, the type of water. So let's, yeah. let's go there. Everybody has access to water via the tap. Is that a good place to start? That's a great question because that's where pretty much all of us source our water from. So the tap is great because living in America, we have access to H2O. And you know, when I was working in that indigenous village in Guatemala, those people had to walk, hike like five miles a day just to get water, to wash their clothes, to cook food, to drink. So yeah, it's a great place to start. We do, we, we need access to it. And the living, I like to call it in kind of captivity, <laughs> living in like these, these cement villages. Now we have access to water and that's, the easiest way to get it. Most of us don't live near a living spring or it's not, if we do live, it's, it's not easy to get it every day. So yes, we want to start with the tap, but the thing with the tap is if you go to your local water department and you pull up the files for your water and see what's in your water, most of the time we're going to find contamination, things over long term use is very caustic and toxic for our systems. And when we talk about disease and cells that are unhealthy, a lot of it is because of toxins in our system. 
that burden the system. And so we, we don't want that, especially if our body's made out of 98.9% water molecules, we are what we drink. So we don't wanna to be toxic. So I say that's a great place to start, get the tap water, but then you wanna filter it chemically, filter it somehow, filter the chemistry. So it's really easy nowadays to get a reverse osmosis system, or they can also be called RO systems. Reverse osmosis systems, the membrane for the reverse osmosis is very comprehensive. It's going to filter out the chemical contamination that our bodies do not want. And they're pretty inexpensive. Um, also, there's, there's over-the-counter ones. Like I like the AquaTrue. I think it's $399, something like that. And it's a reverse osmosis system. You can buy them used and get new filters. Whatever you need to do, just filter it, the chemistry of it. Now, we don't want to stop there though, because that water that's been depleted of all of the caustic toxins that are in the water, it's also depleted all the minerals from the water. And just like you mentioned how you'd suck on the salt, you intuitively knew my body needs minerals and we need electrolytes, which are minerals in a liquid solution. We need that to charge our battery. And so what we want to do is take that water that we filtered and add minerals back into it. This is essential. This is something that many of us forget. So we want to stay away from water that's just purified. Costco, for example, great place, love to get stuff there, but they sell these water bottles, plastic water bottles that are purified water that have added minerals that are uh, not the right minerals that we want. We want minerals in our water that are in balance, that our body can recognize and that can be used to charge the body's electrical conduit. So what we do is we add minerals like sea salt would be great. Um, my favorite is Quinton because it's, it's purified, sterilized, and it's got 78 trace elements in it, which are the ocean's plasma. The ocean's plasma has all the building blocks that we need to build new life in our system. So if we're missing any of those elements, our body's going to have trouble rebuilding yeah I, I started to after listening to you and um one of your guests talk about it i started to order the quinton um, oh nice yeah how do you feel i like it um though thinking kind of for some of the, my fellow vets who are on a fixed income using it once a day it's not that expensive but it sounds like some people are using it multiple times a day is there a good thing for people who are on a fixed income to work with that's that they can still get the same results? Yeah, some people can't afford to use it every day. So I say use it every other day, like as much as you can get it in, definitely do that because it has all of the elements in perfect balance for your body. So whatever you can afford. And if there's something that you can eliminate, like that Starbucks or something, your body is going to thank you. Um, and then in the interim, when you're not using it, yeah, like sea salt that's not uh, the, the purest sea salt that hasn't been adulterated as much because, you know, as they process the sea salt, sometimes they, it loses some of its minerals. So we want to make sure that it's in its natural state. Um, but that's a something that you can add. There, there's many different companies that have minerals that you can add you just want to be careful the source because sometimes these sources can also have contamination in them depending on where they sourced it so that's where you, you got to be really careful and I really trust Quinton that's why I use that my children have it I mean I I know it's good for you because my dog wouldn't even drink water he was really it was tough to get him to drink water. And then once I started putting Quinton in it, he would drink the whole bowl. <laughs> it was like <laughs> animals know, right? I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, there's something 
do this when my dog started drinking all the water. And then I have this little jar on my um, counter with the isotonic quinton in it. And my kids, the first thing when they come home from school is they pop those open and drink them. I don't have to tell them to, I don't ask them to, they just do it because I think their body knows that it's something that is essential and children and animals, they, they know they have this intuition that sometimes we can get away from as adults because we get too cerebral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as much as people can use the Quinton, I would highly suggest it. I don't have any affiliation with Quinton. Um, my, my wellness center does sell it and you can get it there or you can get it online. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. It doesn't matter where you get it. Just if you can get it, get a hold of it. Um, and if you absolutely cannot, then try some sea salt. Also, adding fruits and vegetables to your water is going to add minerals to it. So add, you know, different berries or lime juice, lemon juice. That's going to help put minerals back into the water. And also, botanicals have structured water within their cells. So it translates very nicely to our cells with this, this structured water that's introducing into the hungry water that RO or reverse osmosis or distilled water is. So when I say hungry water, it's like this water that it, it needs minerals. So when it goes into your system, it's not hydrating. It's, I feel that it's more dehydrating. It, it like what it does is Distilled water and reverse osmosis water, they, they're very good for cleansing and purifying and pulling things out of the body. But when you really want to get that balance in your cells, the osmotic balance, we need the minerals to, for it to get into the cell effectively and really hydrate the cells. So take your purified water, add minerals back into it. And then water is the source receiver of all information it comes in contact with. So not only have we, we've cleansed and purified the chemistry of the water, but now we're dealing with the information that's in the water. So their water carries information, just like the cells of your cell phone are holding information. Water holds information as well. So that those pipes that the water came through, the pharmaceuticals it came in contact with, the chemicals it came in contact with, it still has that information inside the water. And we want to delete that information and reintroduce living frequencies into the water. And that's why I love to vortex water. Vortexing is something that nature does. And anytime we mimic nature, we find that it's really good for our, our, our cells. So what does water do? It's constantly, it's spinning, it's moving, it's, you know, even raindrops as they're coming down, they're, they're vortexing as water's coming down from the streams and the, the aquifers, everything's like, it's, it's moving. And it's, it's in this, this flow, this spinning vortex. And so we can mimic that. You can buy vortexing devices. Um, ben Greenfield's dad, Gary Greenfield, he actually makes vortexing devices. I just interviewed right. him on my show. Yeah, it just came on today, uh, came live. So definitely listen to that show because he explains vortexing very, very well because it's his expertise and it was just a really fun show. Um, he also talks about how the way it was raising Ben. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm going to listen but, to that one. I didn't see that yeah, one pop up yet. <laughs> a fun show. Yeah, it came up this morning. But vortexing is like something that was new to me. I mean, I didn't learn about it till maybe, I don't know, five, seven years ago. <clears throat> but once I started vortexing my water, that took my hydration game to the next level. It's like, it's just so interesting. So if anybody wants to learn more about water vortexing, I would really study Victor Schauberger's work. Victor Schauberger is one of the pioneers and I mean, there's so many pioneers, like they got, the ancients we're talking about this, but, but more closer to our realm, Victor Schauberger is, is really somebody that I, I respect his work when it comes to talking about vortexing and water and how it moves and understanding water in another, like a way deeper level. 
So real quick to, to jump back to something you said earlier, um, and also to partially about the keton is keton comes in glass. How much mm-hmm. does the container make a difference in terms of water? Um, I could give you a terrifying story of being in Iraq and seeing outside in the middle of hot days, pallets full of bottled water that were just there to grab. And, you know, we're drinking bottled water that's 85, 90 degrees, just sitting out in the sun. Yeah. In retrospect, I know that's probably not a good way to to drink water or to drink plastic at that matter. Absolutely not. Just just like we spoke about, water is the source receiver of all information it comes in contact with. So whatever vessel you have it in, it's going to be receiving that information energetically, but also the chemistry. Water is the strongest solvent there is on the planet, you know? So whatever it's inside of, it's going to be drawing that information, those chemicals, that the substance. So when it gets heated, obviously those chemicals are going to be liberated more into the water. And that is definitely something that we don't want. So the, the vessel is very, very important. And that's why Quinton does only use glass, even in their facility where they are manufacturing the Quinton vials, it goes through glass tubes. There's no plastic piping, no plastic PVC, it's all glass. And this is, this is huge, it's an important part of the process. Also with Quinton, let me grab one really quick, it's right next to me here. They're in a double tip ampule these vials are double tip and uh, Francisco is the owner of Quinton in Spain and I and I interviewed him on my show and I asked him why it's in this double tip ampule and he said this holds the information he said yes the chemistry of this Quinton is important but the information held in here the bioenergetic information is just as important. And this double tip ampule keeps it intact, keeps it alive. So when you open it up, you're not just getting the chemistry of these 78 trace elements, you're literally getting the living frequencies that the ocean has to offer. So talking about the military, I think they're doing some, there's there's some research going on where this is this is identical to our own blood plasma. Rene Quinton discovered in 1895 that the ocean's plasma is identical to our blood plasma, what it should look like. So they've started to do studies. Rene Quinton was the first to do this study where he drained the blood out of the dog in 1895 and then put Quinton back in. And as the dog was about to expire, put the Quinton back in the dog and it came back to life. Yeah. I remember you, um, I think it was when you were interviewing, uh, Francisco, I heard him say something about that and I looked it up and it, it actually, yeah, that was pretty crazy that they were running those experiments back then. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's sad for the dog. It's very interesting information though. Now they do that with pigs. So they've done recent studies where they've taken pigs, drawn the blood out, this was interesting. What Francisco said, though, was that they, they did the same study with the pig, drew the blood out, and then put the pig's own blood back in, and the pig still died. But then they tried putting the isotonic back into another pig. They tried the same experiment, put the isotonic back in, and the pig came back to life. And, and he said, so there's something to uncover here that it's not just about the chemistry. It's about the information the living frequencies that are held in here that are so important. And it's, it's stuff, it's information that we still have to uncover, that we're still learning, that science is still trying to understand. But we know from the experiment experiments that it's doing something very powerful. And that's why Renee Quinton called this the medicine. 
it's literally diluted seawater but it's so powerful it's the medicine that you hold in your mouth you put it under your tongue hold it in your mouth for a minute swish it around so that it sends the signal to all your cells that you have the building blocks for life gets in the epithelial tissue and it's I feel so grateful to have found out about this I feel so blessed it's changed so many people's lives it's been a game changer for my patients, my children, my family, my own grandmother has diabetes and she had a toe that was oozing for a year and wouldn't heal. And the doctor said they were going to have to amputate because it wasn't healing. I said, let's try Keenton because I just found out about it. And I was like, let's give this to her. I can't remember if it was a week, if it was seven days or 10 days, but my aunt called me and said, the toe scabbed up and it healed. And it was from taking this every day. They're like, my family calls it magic water now. All my aunts order it, my cousins, they call it the magic water because they saw what happened with my grandma. I can't tell you the stories that I've heard and it gives me so much hope and excitement to know that something so benign that a baby can take, that a pregnant woman can take, that it can't hurt anybody, only help. That makes me happy. I love that. I'm excited yeah. about that. And especially when it's like something so simple that people can do to give them hope again, that, that makes me just smile. So yeah, I, I take these every day. These are little like treats that I have on my counter for when guests come. And, you know, when people come over, I'm like, please take a King Ton. You'll literally see people go from fight or flight and to rest and restore immediately. Their whole system just comes back online from taking one of those. And, you know, I, the, the boxes we sell for 44.50 and it comes with, I think 30 vials. So yeah, it's an, it's an investment, but I mean, how much do you pay for a Starbucks coffee every day? You that know, and then that's not, yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, people, there, there's something they can, they can switch it out for. Um, yeah. So I, I, I love his work. If, if any of your listeners want to look up Renee Quinton, it's, he was the hero. He was the celebrity of his time. You know, they said at his funeral, there were thousands of people in the procession because he'd saved so many children um, during great pandemics because of the seawater that he discovered. So it's always been there. Even in the Bible, it says before there was anything, there was a void but God was hovering over the waters. It's like, what is that? Is water an entity? Is it, what is water? We still don't know so much about it. And that's why I started my podcast hydrate because I thought, my God, there's so much we can learn (laughs) so much that hasn't been uncovered yet that I could do this podcast for the rest of my life and probably never scratch the surface of what there is to uncover because there's just there's so much and it's been so much fun we just had our one year anniversary for hydrate and it's been so much fun all the guests that I've had on just learning about all the little things that we can do with water and understanding it and how it's improved my health and how it's improved my friend's health and my family just from these tiny little tweaks yeah I mean I know I went from uh tons of coffee every day and monsters and the like to two cups of coffee a day and then water pretty much the rest of the day. Good for you. Yeah. I, I You're do the f- hero to your story. The what? That, that you are the hero to your own health story. Like someone gave you some information and you did the job, you took it and you made those changes. And that is something to be so proud of. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I do have to ask, um, one of the other things I've heard you talk about is hydrogen rich water. Um, so I use some hydrogen tablets. Are those the best way to get, and what is it that hydrogen rich water is supposed to do? Yeah, those are great questions. So, um, Hydrogen tablets are, in my opinion, the best way to get liberated free hydrogen into your cells because we're, when we're talking about hydrogen, we're talking about hydrogen gas that we want in our cells. And so those little tablets liberate the gas um, the, the most 
I guess um, you, you know what you're gonna get out of those tablets. When you use machines, there's machines that do that. You don't always know exactly how much hydrogen you're gonna get based on how well it's working, how much it's calcified, how well the probes are working. So these ionizers, alkaline ionizing machines, they give off hydrogen gas, but it's not um, consistent. So the tablets are very consistent. Hydrogen, we take the, the hydrogen um, atom and then they, 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 which is the smallest atom on the periodic table and it's neutral so it can get into the cell very easily. So like you take vitamins and stuff and sometimes they're difficult like glutathione. It's, it's a big molecule. It's really hard to get into the cell. It's more difficult. Hydrogen just gets into those aquaporins like no, so easily. And it can, you can never overdose on it. That's what I love about it. It can't hurt you. If you, if you already have enough in your system, your body's not going to overdo it. But what it does do, studies have shown, is that it modulates inflammation in the system. And we know that all disease is correlated with inflammation. So we don't want too much inflammation in our system. Some inflammation is good, right? When we work out, we, our body knows exactly, you know, what it, what it needs, but we don't want too much inflammation in our body. And so what hydrogen does is actually modulates the inflammation. And that's really powerful. If we can do use something that we can't overdose on, it can never hurt us, but it can only modulate inflammation. Like I'm all for it. And I think it's something that has really helped me. So I'll give an example during the day when I'm feeling like a little brain fog or tired or like, oh, I just need a little boost. That's when a lot of people have their coffee or a little espresso or a monster drink. What I do is I take one Quinton vial. I usually do the hypertonic, which is that one is like a more of a amber color vial, the Quinton. It's the concentrated version. I'll take that, put it in some water, four ounces of water, two hydrogen tablets, and one hypertonic quinton. I let the hydrogen tablet dissolve. As soon as it dissolves, I shoot that four, the four ounces of water, and the brain fog goes away. I get back online. I feel lit. I feel excited, and there's no crash. When I'm about to go to bed and I feel like just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep because there's just so much anxiety from the day or whatever it is. I take the hydrogen tablets and it always calms me down because that's inflammation, like neuroinflammation is brain fog, right? I mean, when we're having brain fog, it's because something's inflamed our brain, the food we ate, the stressful situation, the toxins in the environment, whatever it is, the hydrogen just goes into the cells and modulates it. So immediately you're like, oh, I feel good. <laughs> so, so speaking of food, I've heard you say on your podcast, um, we eat a bunch of dehydrating food. Um, mm -hmm. I think you were talking about baked goods and other stuff like that. What do you mean by dehydrating food? Yeah. So anytime you cook something, it's you're taking the moisture out of the food, right? When it's getting baked, you're, you're taking out the moisture. So when you eat it, your body needs to use its own water in order to break it down, liquefy it so that we can eliminate it. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of our digestion process. So anytime we're eating baked goods, like breads or cakes or cookies or crackers, things like that, you're going to need to drink more water because it's your body's requiring more water to be able to get that broken down and digested so that you can eliminate it. Your body's not going to be able to eliminate. I mean, people are very constipated nowadays. I feel like it's like a topic that we don't like to talk about pooping, but 
when I was younger and I actually went on that trip to Guatemala, I was so constipated on that trip that I came back with severe complicated migraines. I had to go see neurologists. I was passing out. I was having all of these symptoms and not once did any of the doctors ask, are you pooping? Do you poop regularly? What are your bowels like? And since no one had ever really talked about it, I didn't know what was normal. And I was so young and it was like, I didn't know, you know, like go poop every four days, once a week. I mean, I didn't know. So I think it's like, it's something that when people are dehydrated, they're going to be more constipated. And then that builds up toxins in your body that leads to more inflammation in the body. It's just, that's the start of your downward spiral with your health. So, because that's an elimination organ, that's your detoxification pathways. A big one is your bowels, through your bowels, your urine, your bowels, sweating. Um, so I think that it's really important to make sure that the foods we're eating are hydrating foods, get a lot of fruits and vegetables and, um, when you're eating more dehydrating foods, just make sure that you're getting more water in your system so that you don't get backed up and, and constipated. Well, you, as you were, as you mentioned crackers, I immediately thought about it and was like, yeah, I remember being a kid and eating saltines and having dry mouth for hours afterwards. Because, yeah, right. And yeah. you're a kid, you don't think about that stuff. You're just like, oh, that's weird, you know, but we're not, we're not taught to think that way. So yeah, those saltines, man, they taste good. The, the salt, and they're yummy, but the, you definitely want to make sure that there's a deficit there now in the body and you need to compensate for it with more water, like yeah. pizza or for example, you have pizza, like anything really salty in the food baked salty you're gonna there's more contraction in the body the body's gonna contract and and that's why you usually crave a dessert afterwards because sweets make it expand more so you're like contracted and then you want to expand with more sweets and so it's like you know you wake up after you've had some pizza your face is puffy you feel thirsty because the the water is in more of your extracellular fluid and not necessarily in the intracellular fluid. So you get, can get edema, you get swollen because it's on the outside of the cells. And so we're not high, we're dehydrated, but yet we look puffy. We look like, Oh my gosh, I have so much water here. Well, it's because it's not where it should be inside the cells or having that balance of the right amount outside the cells and the right amount inside the cell. Yeah. Speaking of, um, of pooping, I know, from what I used to do, treating dehydration. And like I said, the word hydrate probably sends shocks through veterans' uh, spines because people like me would be more than happy to stick an IV in your arm if you were dehydrated. But with that, um, you know, one of, the, one of the myths that we're told is, well, the color of your urine uh, determines your hydration level. So if you pee clear, you're fine. You're not dehydrated. And I really hope that that myth gets busted soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, there's so many myths that, that we've been taught and grown up with. And I find so much pleasure in really just questioning these things and bringing more information out. So people, when we're educated, we can make better decisions for ourselves. And so it's just really fun to kind of, open up Pandora's box a little more and say, Hey, um, this thing that we've always been taught, let's question it a little bit. Let's look into it a little deeper. Let's try to understand this a little more because we don't have all the answers, right? I mean, if you look throughout history, one thing that was, you know, hard science thousand years ago is like been busted now, or, but then it comes back or there's just, there's so many things that are like, Oh, well, we thought this, but now we don't. I mean, even like in nutrition, there's so much confusion. People are like, what are we supposed to do? The carnivore diet, the high carb diet, the low carb diet, the keto diet, the vegan diet, the raw food diet, whatever. You know, there's, there's a thousand different things. 
And what is really the answer? It's, it's really can be so confusing for people. And I just like to say balance, right? We want to, I believe in balance. And I also believe that our cells have this innate intelligence and they really can tell us what we need if we really tune in. Eating in season, eating, you know, for your own body chemistry, because everyone's body is so different. And we all require different amounts of different things. During stressful times, your body's going to require more minerals because it eats those minerals. You're going to require more B vitamins or you're going to need more things in your system than if you're not under stress. So, you know, for example, like when women feel stressed out on their period, we want, we crave chocolate. Well, a lot of times it's because there's that manganese, the magnesium, the minerals within the chocolate that our body's really craving. It's not the chocolate. So really being able to tap in and tune in and really understand our bodies at a different level is, is, is so beneficial. And, and I think a lot of these extreme diets, I've tried them. Trust me, I, I've been, I was raw vegan for three years. I've juiced for months. I've, you know, I've done all the things and not all the things, but I've done a lot of things. And I just come back to finding balance. I, I, I have extreme cleansing rituals and things like that, but on the daily, like my more normal rhythm is, is balance. And, and I feel like it all starts up here, especially the way I perceive my world. It's the way I feel about my world is going to affect the way the food works for me. It didn't matter what diet I did. If I wasn't in the right headspace, it wasn't working for me. That, that food, my cells were locked up, blocked up, left spin, not able to absorb the nutrition because they were so inflamed because of all the my chemistry being out of balance because of my thoughts and the way that the stress that my body was under. So it really it starts up here. So getting a little bit away from water and hydration, um, like you said, you have a wellness clinic for people who don't know what that means. What is, what is it that you guys do besides uh, hydration work? What else are you doing at the clinic? Yeah. So we are also a luxury retreat. We have a three day retreat that people come for three days and they stay in their own private suite. We're two blocks from the beach. They get mind, body, spirit rejuvenation. We like to say, um, rejuvenate your body, renew your mind and restore your spirit, you know? And it's like, you just come, you don't think about anything. We do bioenergetic scans. We test your whole body to see what it needs. And then our chef here will make the food that's right for your body. That's resonant to what your body's asking for at that time. We set up all of the treatments that are going to help your body restore like mud packing, myofascial release, we do uh, sound bowl therapy, tuning forks, biocharger, so many fun things. You, you leave just feeling renewed. It's like a reset button on your body. And then in our clinic, our daily clinic, we have um, a functional medicine doctor and a physician's assistant that does hormone therapy, peptide therapy. We do a lot of we focus more on um, vitality, rejuvenation, helping you feel your best and look your best. And that's, that's what I love. Just helping a lot of people like to call this word like biohacking, but I'm, I don't necessarily resonate with that. I feel like bioharmonizing. We want to harmonize the body. We want to bring it back into balance and that's what our ultimate goal is at the sanctuary is bringing the body back into balance, mind, body, and spirit, getting everything aligned and tuned up so that you can feel your best. So I got to ask this, cause I know a lot of the people that listen to me are very steep in Western allopathic medicine beliefs. Um, a lot of people that I know that listen to this follow 100%. If the CDC didn't say it, um, 
it's not real. How, what's the first steps of getting people to start to look at non-allopathic, non-Western medicine as legitimate in your, in your mind? Well, I mean, there's a lot of peer-reviewed published papers, articles. You can go into PubMed. A lot of the things that we're talking about have been studied and the, you know, there's the, the results are there, the quantitative, qualitative information is there for a lot of things. I think it's just really, a lot of people don't want to take maybe the time to say like, oh, let me go to PubMed and read these research articles or it's, it takes time. So I would say start with the basics. So I have these nine foundational basics, sunlight, grounding, sleep, nutrition, minerals, hydration. Um, we, you know, we, we go through the, the nine movement community. We go through these nine pillars and those are things that it's like, just try these first and see how you feel. And if you begin to feel, a lot of times when people begin to feel better from these basics, they go, hmm, I want to know more about that. It's hard to change somebody's thought process or their belief system unless they experience what you're talking about. And so what can they lose? You can't really refute, oh, okay, maybe I need to get some minerals in my system. Take my shoes off and ground to the earth. I mean, what can that hurt? It's, it's not something that can cost you anything or hurt you in any way. So why not try it? And then, and then they do these things and then they begin to feel the difference when they do it on a consistent basis. And they go, huh, okay, maybe I do want to know more about that. What, what is this about? Like what studies have been done on grounding to the earth and the reduction of inflammation in the body? Oh, there actually are some articles written and some research done on it like this is interesting I want to know more about it so I, I think a lot of these things that the mainstream and the medical schools aren't talking about it's because there's not a lot of money in researching taking your shoes off and grounding to the earth there's not a lot of money in putting minerals in your water so those are things that you're not gonna hear as mainstream, like shoved down our throat by mainstream marketing media. Mainstream marketing media is trying to, they're trying to sell us things. And so if there's money behind it, then you're gonna hear more about it. And so I just say to people like, really listen to your intuition because your, your body's gonna talk to you. Your spirit is going to guide you. and when we get more in touch with that, we're, we're going to be directed better. And the way we get more in touch with that is I really feel like being in nature. Oh yeah. Be out in nature, go outside, take your shoes off, connect to the earth, walk on the beach, swim in the ocean, go to a river, go to a lake. You're going to, you're going to hear more. You're going to know more. You're going to experience more, like get away from the mainstream narrative, the things that we're being told because, it may not all be true. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm out here in Texas and we've been pretty, I'll be honest. I am 500 feet away from the San Antonio river and I have been walking four to six miles every morning since before the pandemic started. That's um, amazing. How much did it affect you guys with it being in California and in, some of those crazy beach shutdowns and stuff like that. I mean, I know you said you were in San Diego, so it seemed like San Diego was a lot more open and defiant than uh, like LA where my family's at. Yeah, San Diego really, I live in Point Loma and I'm so grateful for the community here because it, it did feel very grounded here. It didn't feel too extreme in any way and I, I feel very grateful for that but our beaches did get shut down and and when they did my heart was just oh it's just even hard to explain the feeling it just felt so it was painful it was painful to to watch that because I I know how powerful and how healing the ocean is and I thought gosh 
you know, to lock people up in their homes and tell them not to connect with the earth or go out into the ocean. And that's not okay. That just is so counterintuitive to, to what I understand and what I've learned and what I've experienced. And that was hard, but it wasn't, it wasn't too long that we were shut down here. The beaches definitely got back open again. And every day I walk on the beach now, I am just thanking God. Thank you for the freedom to walk here. Thank you for the freedom to experience this because when it is taken away, it just reminds you how much more blessed you are and, and to be grateful for every single moment because we don't know what the next moment is going to bring. Yeah. But to have this now here is just, uh, I'm just so incredibly grateful yeah. for it. Yeah. I, I saw how crazy it started to get too out there with uh, the, the, viral video that went crazy with the guy just paddle boarding by himself being chased by police boats yeah 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 i mean that guy was like you are not taking away my ocean you are not taking away my beach i am going to do this and you know more power to him i i'm like hey he's not hurting anyone out in the ocean all by himself (laughs) <laughs> he, he he may have gotten a couple dolphins sick, maybe, <laughs> if even that. So, um, I do want to ask you about like your daily practices. Are you doing meditation? Are you integrating stuff like that? Yes. So that's a that's a great question. I fully believe in the power of meditation i am on board online totally sold on it i know that through my experience there's such a difference when i wake up in the morning just go 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 or when i wake up in the morning and i get my mind right i get my intentions right i get my my spirit with my soul's purpose directed it's a different day. It's a completely different experience. And so when I wake up in the morning, my practice is really to spend time in gratitude first, because my personal belief is that the strongest weapon that we have against the forces that come up against us are gratitude. That is our, our, I feel like our, our sword, like in the battle you know, and it, it can transmute any situation. When I was going through my crucible health story, I was dealing with the, the dehydration, the, the headaches, severe complicated migraines, like passing out, blinding, vomiting, you know, just, and then the depression, all of those things severe acne, constipation, all that stuff that was just really difficult. And I was juicing, eating healthy, working out, doing all the things, but my, I was under stress. My perspective was, and I wasn't even aware of this, but I was in this constant fight or flight. And I, once I became aware of it, I realized, gosh, when I'm waking up in the morning, I'm just going like, you know, fight or flight. Okay. Got to put out all these fires, do all these things. And when I became aware of it, I realized I have the opportunity to change this. And so I started just taking five minutes extra in the morning where I'd say, I'm going to just thank God for the bed that I'm in, the sheets that I have, the home that I live in, the fact that I can wake up and turn on water on the tap. They have food in my refrigerator, you know, those basic things. And you start to feel different. You're like, wow, I'm so blessed. And then your neurochemistry starts to change. And then your biology follows all of your chemistry, your epigenetic potential starts to come online again. And I started changing that. And then that my thoughts started to change my biology, all of the juices I was drinking, the nutrients I was eating and the good food started to work for me. My cells started to be able to absorb that. And it changed my life, changed my health. It changed my, my passion, my excitement, my perspective, 
everything changed. I began to feel better, not only feel better, but thrive. And so I truly believe that you can't truly be healthy unless your thoughts are healthy. And that's where it starts. I spend time, my, my father's a minister and I spend a lot of time in convalescent homes where we'll go and talk to the convalescents and, you know, the people that live there and the elderly and the ones that have a positive attitude, they, they just look, they're not as frail and their body's different. And I notice the ones that don't want to talk and are just really broken inside their, their, their biology, their biochemistry, everything seems to be in alignment with that. So it's been interesting just paying attention to the elderly and how people age. And I know that I, I desire to age gracefully, age without pain. And, you know, like I want to, I want to feel good. And, and I, and I know that my thoughts are a big part of that. And I have the choice. I get to choose. I get to have the responsibility to choose where I want my thoughts to go because we all have a thorn in our side you know we've all got things some sort of crucible story something that's difficult in life and and we go through phases too of life where it's really hard and then it can be really great but there's always like feels like something like this wrench thrown into it (laughs) but we get to look at it however we want to look at it like Maybe it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity that if this didn't come into my life, I wouldn't be able to uncover this or discover that. And so it's really how we want to look at it. And once I started to realize that, I was like, wow, life became so much juicier. It just became so much more exciting. You become like a detective. Like, okay, I don't like this situation, but I also have the choice of how I want to see it yeah, and how I want to experience it, right? It's funny that you bring this up. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who is suffering from some PTSD over something that happened to him while he was in the service. And one of his triggers is when someone questions exactly what he did in the service and he kind of goes down a spiral. And that was exactly what we were talking about was, hey, you can let this happen for you or to you. And you can take control and be like, who cares? I know what I did. I know how well I, I perform my job the best I could. And it's so hard for people to get there. Now you talk a lot about, um, God and your faith is your perspective on this because of your faith, or did you always have the same amount of faith that you do now? Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up with my dad as a minister. So they were always talking about Jesus and God and, and, you know, reading the Bible, going to Sunday school, all those things. And I really connected with that and resonated with that. Um, but, but there were times in my life where I went through really difficult seasons and I really questioned, like, is this real? What is this all about? And And one of the most difficult times I was going through was uh, when I was having the postpartum depression, going through my divorce. And there was just so much that I didn't understand and questions that I had for God that weren't adding up. And, and that was why I decided to go back to school. And, and, well, there's many reasons why also because of the health, but but I wanted to understand deeper things. And, and I went back to school to get my PhD in integrative medicine. And it's from a quantum, quantum physics perspective, because I wanted to understand the unseen. You know, there, there's this quantum world that we experience and we feel, but we can't, it's not necessarily tangible, something that we can see. And the more that I started to study and research that, sound, vibration, the unseen world, it started to make my faith stronger. It started to solidify it in a way that, because I'm very, my, my brain loves to understand things at a scientific level. And so experiencing God as a child and feeling these things and, and having 
this, these supernatural experiences that couldn't be explained once I started to really study the physics and quantum physics, it was like, oh my gosh, like it does, it all makes sense now. It's, it's lining up. And that was my experience. It just, it's made my faith so much stronger. It's made me have so much reverence for divine creation. Because when you start to look at even a leaf, for example, anything in nature, a blade of grass, you start to break it down. It's like, there's really no end to it. It's infinite. And there's structure and there's order. And this cannot be an accident. So just having this reverence for the divine creation and it's just made me, my experience with God be so much more exciting. Like I, I, I don't understand this. It makes it even more complicated and so much more like I do not understand this. And then you have to take a bigger leap of faith or it's like the faith becomes bigger because it really now doesn't make sense. The more, you know, the more, you know, you don't know, right. You're just like, Oh my gosh, like I know nothing. I'm completely know nothing, but, but I know what I feel. I know what I experience. I know these, these supernatural experiences. And I know that I don't have the answers, but I desire to put my faith and trust that this divine creator loves us so much and have my lens through that. Like, I don't get this. This is painful, but I trust you. And I know you love me and I know you created me and I'm grateful for that. And I just have to keep going back to that foundation, especially when days get hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Um, to know that you think that way because most people think religious people fall into a category and science-based thinking falls into b category and you're like this interesting blend of both <laughs> and doesn't quite fit the, the mold per se but i yeah, want to that... oh go ahead no i was saying yeah it's true it probably doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to be highly respectable of your time. So I'm going to say thank you for all the time that you've given me already. This has been great. Oh, thank you. Thank you for making the time to allow me to share this story. I am so grateful for it. And I, I do hope that at least one person's life is blessed by it. So thank you for giving this platform for people to, to hear this information. Well, I hope it'll, uh, I definitely think it'll change some people's mindset on at least what they're drinking and how they're drinking it, which I think, like we said, before we started the recording, um, it's not just about lifting weights and going out for a run. Health is a lot deeper than just that. It's like you said, sleep, it's hydration, it's food. It's everything you do before you put your running shoes on. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you, Tracy. I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you can follow us on social. Check us out at our website, modernronin.com. On Instagram, The Modern Ronin. On Twitter, at TommyChase01. And you can always support us at modernronin.locals.com. This is our locals group, and it'd be great if you guys joined and subscribed. Some great benefits. Talk to you guys soon.